We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. To another installment of VMNBA, your boy Lamb, one half of the most dynamic backcourt in podcasting here in the host position. And joining me as always, my guy, the other member of the most dominant backcourt in podcasting, Imp. What's good, baby? Yo, if you thought we were dominant in podcasting, you should have seen us at SmackDown vs. Raw 2008. That's all I got to say, really, man. Because if this is dominance, then that's I, I don't even know a word, an adjective, a noun to describe what we were back then but brother it feels good to be back how are you doing i'm doing well um i'm icing my foot i got my foot in a bucket of ice i feel like a nba player and i'm gonna be honest my foot ain't all the way in these nba players and these professional athletes do the ice bucket their whole bodies mm-hmm. and i could barely put my heel in this ice so um i just want to shout out all the professional athletes out there that um that are able to like ice their bodies and get an ice ice baths because I couldn't even imagine doing that. Yo, it's that initial rush, bro. It's like when you walk up to the shore, right, and you feel the wave coming in, and you put your toes in, you're like, ooh, I'm not getting in there. And then you got to just run in, right? That's the best way, ladies and gentlemen, all of you that are listening to the lovely show. Never put your toes in the water. Just run in, head first, and you're in. All right, I'm going to try. I'm going to try real quick on the air. I'm going to try. All right, let's go. Let's go, man! Yeah, no, up, I took it out. I took it out. Ah, oh, boo! All right, all right. Enough of the games. Enough of the the, the fun times Let's here. Let's get Let's going. Get. We have a lot, a lot to get to, Imp, and a lot of the things have been issues off the court, more so than issues on the court. So let's start off with uh, 
the biggest talking point, you know, we we oh we'll save the Knicks conversation for a little because we are a little homerish. Yep. We love our New York basketball, but you know there was a uh, the big incident in Utah the other night with yeah. uh, Russell Westbrook and the fan imp. From what you've gathered, you want to just run run by the people listening, man. What what exactly yeah. went down with Russ? Uh, so uh, you know, allegedly, or I mean, I, I don't even know if we have to say allegedly anymore because. You know, the guy got banned for life at this point, and I'll dive into that a little bit after. But allegedly or supposedly, you know, whatever word you want to use, uh, Utah Jazz fan, you know, got into a little bit of an altercation verbally with Russell Westbrook when he was on the sideline. Um, and he basically told Russ to get on his knees or something like that, right? Like, and, you know, you know, take that however you want. Um, nonetheless, you definitely shouldn't be kind of, you know, you know, bad-mouthing these players. Um you know, I kind of have a, you know, I have a, I have my own take on it. And so, like, look, I think the Jazz did the right thing by banning this guy for life. Uh, you can't just say whatever you want at a game, right? And, look, I know these things are hard to police because it could turn into a he said, she said situation. But supposedly they found new video evidence um, after the fact that incriminated the guy. So, um, you know, what I love about this whole situation is the fact that the Jazz actually sat some of their players down. They sat Donovan Mitchell down and they sat Sebalosha down. They sat them down and they kind of asked for their opinion. And 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 even they even and even the hometown guys were like, "Now nah, we got to ban this guy for life, or we got to get this guy out of here." Because the truth is, they don't want to have to deal with this when they go on the road. So um, I'm kind of glad that they kind of you know you know banded together for the greater good and not just for the you know hometown pride you know and 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 so you know you can't kind of you know you just can't do that and and so you know Russ maybe was a little um, you know vulgar or 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 a little loud or however he handled it he may not have handled it the right way but look him handling it this way by kind of yelling back at the player uh, yelling back at the fan and telling him that I'm going to fuck you up that kind of brought shed light on everything so you know, it, he may not have have used the right language or the right words, but at the end of the day, um, the right thing happened, I guess. So, you know, that that's kind of my take on it, I guess. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot to take in, right? It's a lot to take in. Uh, we also need to note that this isn't the first time that Westbrook, in particular, has an interaction with the Utah Jazz fan base. Um, there's been playoffs. incidents where, well, not even just the playoffs, just like. <laughs> there was a dude that got in his face that stepped on the court after a game and yeah. like bumped Russ and Russ kind of like gave him like a stiff arm and was like holding the basketball. He's like, like one of those, like, bro, what are you doing? Like get yeah. off the court. All right. We need to understand one thing about the NBA. It's the only sport in the entire world where I can physically, if I have the money to afford it, can put my arm out and touch a basketball player. No other sport has that. Meaning you're on top of them physically, yep. right? I had the honor of having tremendous seats at this Heat game a couple of weeks ago when we were in Miami. Dude, you saw my seats. I was like, what, five rows up? Yeah. I can hear Joe Harris talking to the referee on the inbound. They can hear me because Dylan yelled out, yo, uh, yo, Hollis, uh, uh, Rondé Hollis. Rondé Hollis. He's like, we throwing a party at the crib, fam. And he like looked over at him and head nodded. Like, yo, they can hear you. Yeah. Now – you know how it is, man. We like to go out. We like to have a good time. We throw back a couple of beers. Not us, per se, but there are people that throw back a couple of beers and they get beer muscles. And they yep. think that their shit don't stink. And they think that they can talk to people in certain ways. And they think that just because of their status, they're not going to retaliate. 
prime example. One of my favorite sports moments, and this is a dick thing to say, I loved Malice at the Palace. This guy got punched and he deserved Bro, it. Bro, you're throwing shit at these dudes. You're you're cursing at them. You're using racial slurs and whatever you are. There's some dudes that don't care if they're professional athletes, right? Ron Artest, don't give a damn. He'll take the fine. Steven Jackson, he'll take the fine. Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal slipped when he went to punch that one dude. And if, if he, he didn't, didn't slip, God, he would have Mortal Kombat. Finish him! Yeah. Right? <laughs> he would have been out like a light. Yo, and and Westbrook was like, yo, that's my word. Like, I don't, I, he's like, I'm going to fuck you up. I don't care. Right? It get, There's certain people. And look, what, what is said to Impy at a bar and what is said to me, it could be the same thing, but it might trigger both of us in different ways. Yeah. I can't tell you, Imp, someone calling you a bitch, yo, you shouldn't take that the wrong way. It might offend you. It might, it might not offend me, but everybody's different. So I can't, I can't stay, I can't be on this show and be like, Yo, Russ, you're out of line. I totally feel Russ. And yo, fans, there's some athletes, man. They don't care. Remember Adam Jones a couple years ago? Yeah. He's like, bro, Boston's the most racist town I've ever been in. Yeah. And then all the other players were coming out. And and what you mentioned about Cephalosha and even Rudy Gobert got dragged into the mix. And Donovan Mitchell put out a big post and he's like, hey, man, look, this isn't the Utah that I fell in love with. You know, yeah. it's not the Utah that supports me. And it's true, man. These guys, just because they're out there and you're paying money doesn't mean you could talk to them the way you want. Yeah. This is a situation where the players are loyal to the players and and the greater good rather than being loyal to their fans in their arena or stadium. And I couldn't agree with them more. Like, like, and kind of going back to what I said before, look, these things are difficult to kind of police. I understand that. But when you have video evidence, right, like this is a situation where you have video evidence and you probably have witnesses in the crowd that you can, you know, have eyewitnesses and you can talk to multiple people at a time. Get it right. Do the right thing. Talk to everybody In interview every single person that you possibly can. Try to find every every form of video content that you possibly can and really handle this the right way. Because like you said, some of these dudes don't, don't, some of these dudes don't give a fuck, you know, excuse my language, but some of them don't care. And, 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 and they're willing to kind of do whatever they have to. So I, I, I'm all team rust here. Um, everyone is essentially team rust here. Um, and it's just great that the NBA got it right. It's great that, you know, the Utah jazz in a sense, got it right by banning this guy for life. So, you know, you know, like I said, kudos to them for kind of, you know, for, for aligning and, and handling it the right way. Yeah, and I also think that the other thing we need to make note of is that, you know, these fans, man, you, I mean, we basically touched on it, but I, I really want to, you know, I hope you guys that listen to the show, you guys aren't some of those fans that, you know, it's different to heckle and be like, yo, man, you're trash, you know, like, that's different, but there's some shit that you can't say, man. Yeah, you're right, and... You know, I sat pretty close. Uh, I sat behind the basket at a Knicks game a couple years ago, and Matt Barnes was in town uh, on the Grizzlies at the time. Oh, this was and, post uh, Derek Fisher, Matt Brown. Uh, yeah, Matt so Barnes, I started right? a Derek Fisher chant, uh, even though he wasn't the coach. Uh, and and all of that is just you know tied to the fact that Derek Fisher stole Matt Barnes's baby mama wife or whatever it was. So like, you know. That's not the nicest thing to do. I kind of feel like if I could go back, I wouldn't have done that. But at least it's not as bad as like a racial slur or call, telling a guy to blow me, right? Like it's you're just like kind of poking fun at the fact that you know another player stole your lady, which like, like I said isn't the nicest thing in the world. But at least there's no slurs, there's no curse words. It's just 
Derek Fisher. Yeah, that's... I had the whole section clapping, by the way. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely a nice thing to say to him compared to some of the other reports that yeah. you hear these these athletes get. But yeah, man, last thing on this issue, and you know, it's always a tough issue to talk about him, but I I feel like, you know, even even the people that run onto the onto the court, not not really, you don't see it much in the NBA, but you know, streakers or fans running onto the field, it's like, yo. The athlete don't know what you're about to do. Yeah. You're running up to him full speed and shit. Like, if I turn around and roundhouse kick you or I punch you in the face, I shouldn't be punished for that. Didn't that one soccer player just get decked by a fan the other yeah, day? Yeah, bro. In uh in um the in Premier Europe, League? in the English well, in the English league, not the Premier got League. It. FA or whatever. Yeah, well, it's one of the lower divisions. Yeah, the guy just got rocked from behind by by a fan. It's like, bro. You can't be doing that, man. I understand a little kid coming up to you, and that's cute and whatnot. And you see a lot of times, like, you know, there's many videos of, like, soccer players will be like, yeah, yo, security, it's cool, man. Here, take my jersey or something. Like, I get that. But, yo, man, like, if you're a grown-ass man or a woman and you're you're running out to the field, like, the athlete don't know, and the athlete got to defend himself, man. And, I'm, yo, I'm for the – it sounds like a dick move, but if you say some wild shit to an athlete, that's, they're, they're, yo, remember Marcus Peters earlier in the year? He's like, yeah. yo, where are you from, son? He's like, what's up? Say what up then. He's like, meet me in the parking lot. Like, yo, some of them don't care. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care he what won. they have to lose. That doesn't scare them when you're like, I'll sue you. They'll be like, I don't care. I'm going to break your jaw. And then you'll never have to heckle someone again. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you got to learn your lesson the hard way, I guess. All right. So there's heckling. And then there's the incident with Mr. Uh, James Dolan. Man. Man, oh, man. So if you guys, I guess, didn't you, see, I guess you could present this. Yeah, if you guys didn't see the video that went viral, uh, I believe it was over the weekend. Uh, a loyal Knicks uh, fan, and the reason why I say loyal is because still going to Knicks games um, and paying a big price. Because Amp, you know these tickets ain't cheap, man. Nope, and they're man, they're only gonna get more expensive. So James <laughs> Dolan was being escorted out of the arena. You know, I don't know exactly when the game was where the game was as far as like how much time was left in the game or whatever. And a fan told him, Hey Dolan, sell the team. No cursing. No, no derogatory cursing. words. He said, Hey Dolan, sell the team. Which I'd say imp, what percentage would you say of the Knicks fan base probably <laughs> echoes that sentiment? Ninety five percent. I was gonna go like ninety seven. So yeah, we're on the same we're on the same uh we're in the same direction there. So the fan says that and then James Dolan in return goes, hey, uh, that's not a very nice thing to say. Um, Would you like to watch the team from home? What happens if I ban you from the arena? Have fun watching them at home. And then uh, he's like, you know, that's uh, the fan was like, hey, man, that's my opinion. You know, I'm entitled to it. He's like, no, that's not an opinion, yada, yada. And then James Dolan for a billionaire is one of the most insecure individuals, I think, of all time. Uh, Have you ever heard the story about him with uh, Billy Joel? In no. the garden. So you know nope. James Dolan, guys, he has a band. He's he oh. plays in a band. J D and the Hot Shots, I think. He, he grabbed the mic one time and was like, It is such an honor to open up in Madison Square Garden. Bro, you own the venue. You can open up at the garden. I sound Bro, like Kim right now, yelling. Whatever you want. Yo, the building is yours. You it's not an honor. Anyone that comes in there, you can be like, yo. Yo, Drake, you're performing tonight? Bet. So is uh, JD and the Hot Shots. Like, you got no choice, fam. This is my shit. I own the building. You can literally do what you want. This guy is a clown. Yeah. I 
Oh, man, it's and and dude, we live in a free country too, and and I'm sure it was also sparked by like the rumors that kind of Bill Simmons threw around a couple of weeks ago. I think that was during All Star break, right? Yeah, where, we talked we touched on that. Yeah. Well, Bill Simmons was like, you know, there's there's rumors swirling that you know Dolan's kind of exploring or entertaining, you know, the thought or the notion of him selling the team, and I just feel like, dude, we have a joke of an owner. You know what's crazy is he went on the Michael K show here in New York, and he's on the record saying free agents want to come here, and I actually think that's true. But if he keeps pulling moronic and dumb moves like this, I bet it's going to change real quick. The one thing that I loved about the Phil Jackson era. You know, granted, you know, it, it was kind of a somewhat of a disaster. But the one thing that I loved about the Phil Jackson ever was that Dolan was completely removed from the picture. When he hired Phil Jackson as the president of the Knicks, Dolan essentially was gone. Nobody nobody heard from him at all. Uh, and so, you know, in general, he's actually done a pretty good job of, of, of laying low. Um, but, you know, talk about a way to kind of give a, you know, give this franchise a black eye. And in, in one of the more crucial summers we've ever had, um, it's just the timing couldn't have been worse, I guess, is, is, is my opinion. And, 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 you know, we're trying to fix the perception of this team and, 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 and this not helping, this is only hurting it. That's my kind of take on that. I mean, you, you hit the nail right on the head there and anytime, yo, it never, when the owner is this involved, like there's, there's different stages to, being an owner as far as like public perception, right? You have Steve Ballmer who all indications are this guy just sits courtside and he like drools over Fergie when she's performing at the Staples Center or he's like having a good time, right? Like he's he's into it. He's a fan of basketball and he's hyped to be an owner of a team and it's elevated his status in the public eye. You have Mark Cuban who same breath loves his Mavericks. Um you know, if you pull him aside, that's probably his favorite investment. It's the one investment that he's the most into because it's fun. Like, yo, owning a team would be fire. Like, yep. that's the ultimate bucket list goal ever for any sports fan. Like, yo, I get to pull the strings. But he gets into it with referees, and uh, he's been fined by the NBA countless times. Then you have owners like Jerry Reese and James Dolan, who they're billionaires for a reason. They're successful, but they want a piece of the pie too they want their hands in on all decisions and it's like yo look why don't you just cut the check and hire some smart individuals and let them run the team and then all you do is you just hurt your 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 chances of landing free agents and public perception with your fan base you know it's it just it does more wrong than it does good without a doubt it's a joke he's a joke we're we're not a joke but he's a joke of an owner um and look and, we're, uh, we're kind of we're kind of i'm getting flashbacks of 2010 man we did the same shit we cleared cap space we had room for at the time we had room for one max contract we ended up settling for amari sodomar after the chips all fell and we didn't get lebron james but it's like now i i hope i'm wrong but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me it'd be typical knicks if, yeah it's it's, it's Bad timing. Bad timing. A little bit of a black eye for sure. Um, it's, it's just like, like I said, like talk about a team that that you know has you know there's rumblings around the league that that you know the Knicks are you know the typical Knicks and there's rumblings around the league that they are you know improving their perception or the you know the perception of them and and this is kind of just like whenever we take two steps forward, it's like two step forward, one step back kind of a situation or one step forward, two step back. I don't I don't know the saying, but that's kind of how I feel. You know where we're at right now. It's like we're in the headlines for all the wrong reasons, and 
and I I can't wait till this blows over. So I know I'm 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 a little I'm 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 fed up. Yeah, as as we all are, like we said, around ninety five to ninety seven percent of the fan base is kind of fed up as well. All right, uh, Imp, let's get right into uh, one of the more popular segments that we got going here on VM. A lot of people we get a lot of interaction anytime we post this. Uh, if you want to get your question asked on the NBA show, hashtag VM Shootaround. Look out for the tweet every week, and maybe you'll hear it over here. So, Imp, before we get into VM Shootaround, before we get into this segment, uh, if you guys haven't checked out the MLB MLB show, episode number four, Boss and Tim uh, talked about the Bryce Harper deal, some rule changes, and they even chimed in with some betting. Though nice. they learned from uh, the dynamic duo over here. Uh, long shot MVP odds. So check that Monday episode out if you haven't already. And also we compared NFL players to NBA players. And but I were on that episode there too. Great and episode. we have a lot of, a lot, a lot of big NFL news, which we'll get to on the Thursday episode of VM. So we got some fun stuff coming out. And if you guys want to support the show, um, any little donation helps. There are a lot of perks and extra things that you get if you're a patreon member so head on over to patreon.com slash veterans minimum check out some of the tiers that we have there we are setting up an ncaa bracket challenge the winner's gonna get 200 american dollars if you take down the bracket so yeah uh check that out from uh all the guys at vm including myself and impy thank you for all your support throughout the years and a special special shout out to the patreon members yep with that being said, Imp, uh, I believe there was a question for yeah. VM shoot around that really you hit me up or like, yo, fam, this is the one. Don't look Pistol. no more. Yeah. So real quick, shout out to Preston, that married kid. He's shot into the DMs. I uh, had already picked the question, but shouts to Preston. We'll definitely get you um, at a later date, without a doubt, um, because I love the question that he asked. It was it was relating to the NCAA uh, age change. I really like that question. But all right, so uh, dilly dilly, probably dilly. Uh, if you guys could build a starting five in the NBA right now and one six-man, who would you pick? To make things more interesting, they couldn't have been an all-star the last two years. Hashtag VM shootaround. When he gave us this question, I was sold. I loved it um, because it, you got to get creative, right? Anyone could pick a starting five and a six-man. Anyone could do that, right? Mm -hmm. But can you do it? when you kind of put your hand behind your back or you got one eye closed. Um, and that's kind of where we're at right now. So do you want to kind of take a stab at this, you and I, or? Yeah, so are you down to, uh, so we got to pick six, right? We got to pick a starting five and a six man. Yeah, but we got to do it this, the real way. We got to do the six man got to be a six man. You know, okay. he's gotta, you got to be a six man. So we can't be like, I, I, it can't be someone that's a starter and we're pegging him as the six man. You got to be a six man too. Let's make it fun. Okay. Um, all right, so why don't you start us off? Give us a guard. Let's let's do it the old way. Let's do it like we got to pick a center. We kind of got to pick a forward, it. and maybe maybe we could go three guard because you know it's a guard league now. Yeah. Um. I I'm happy to go Drew Holiday. Mm. Um. You know, sensational two way player for the Pelicans. Um. You know, he was an All Star a few years ago, without a doubt. Um, but hasn't been an all-star over the past couple of seasons. Been dealing with some injuries, um, but got a big contract. I'm a big Drew Holiday guy. Um, like I said, he's great defensively. He can create. He can score. Um, some, you know, he's a guy that gets slept on at times in the league. 
Um, and you know, you know, you know, whether it's due to the injuries or not, you know, I totally understand. But at the same time, uh, you know, he's a, you know, he's one of the better players in the league, not an all-star guy. So, uh, give me Drew Holiday, um, at one of the guard positions. An all-star in 2013. So he does fit this criteria that, uh, he was an all-star, maybe not one anymore. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Yo, I got a question for you because I feel like he gets severely slept on. Like, yo, a lot of people will say shit like, yo, Anthony Davis don't really got anyone. It's like, yo, Drew is not, he's not terrible. No, not at all. If I'm not mistaken, he's probably an all-NBA guy, right? Do you have, do you have it in front of you? He's been on, well, last year he was on the all-NBA defensive team. And that's, yo, that's, that, that's what I was referring to. That's what I was referring shit, to. Shit, what he did to... That backcourt in in Portland with Rondo, bro. You guys want to see a defeated, a defeated duo? <laughs> Damian Lillard and McCollum wanted no part of those boys in New Orleans. Yep. So I like that one. I like that one. All right, I'm gonna stay with you know when you first presented this question to me, I was like, oh, this is a layup. I know who our guard's gonna be. Mike Conley. Yeah. Talk Mike, about a guy that. Yeah. Mike Conley has never, ever been an all-star. We always mention how this dude and playing in Memphis, playing in the Western Conference Finals, never flashy, never, you know, never a 28-point guy, you know, like points-per-game guy. Yeah. And I think of our generation, Imp, he's the biggest all-star snub to have never gone to an all-star game. I think it's kind of crazy for Mike Conley. And, you know, consistent, two-way guard, really good defensively. Um, drafted in 2007, uh, has one of the richest contracts in the NBA. But yeah, this guy is uh, has been an All NBA defensive player. Uh, been on the All NBA defensive team, and yo, those Memphis teams of this generation with like Gasol and Tony Allen and Zebo and him, they caused a lot of fits. Remember, they beat the Spurs that one yep. year when the Spurs were a really dominant team. And yep. they were up on those on that first Warriors team that won the championship. They were up on them, and even mm-hmm. even so, he got hurt in in that series. Came back had the had the the Rip Hamilton um, face mask going. So, I think this was a lock. If you put a if you put if you play this segment with your buddies and you don't have Mike Conley, yeah, I think that's a little crazy. So Mike Conley rounds up our backcourt. All right, give us another name you got. I'm gonna go third guard. Ooh, okay. Um. And what's interesting is this guy is six man, and he's probably going to win six man of the year. But Lou Williams, Lou, uh, in this hypothetical six man like Lou will shout out Drake. Uh, no, nah, but in this hypothetical you know scenario or in this hypothetical world, um, Lou Williams is definitely a starter here. Um, look, Lou Williams has kind of embraced that six man role um, throughout his entire career, and not for nothing. I feel like that's going to rub people the right way. Like I wonder now. You know, after Lou Will, he won last year. He's probably going to win again this year. I wonder if guys are going to kind of be down with being a six man, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with with with, with being a career one of the better six men in the six men in the league, right? Like, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Bro, remember we had an entire episode basically dedicated to who would you rather be? Would you rather be Dirk Nowitzki or would you rather be Ginobili? It's like, yo, being a six man, Ginobili really changed the game as far as six man goes. Yep. Where it was no longer whack to not be a starter. And the way Popovich would spin it around, he was one of the first coaches to embrace, yo, it doesn't matter who starts, it matters who finishes. Yep. Come the last five, six minutes of a game, you know, it's 88, 89, and you're on the road, and it's game six, and your team is down 3-2 in the playoffs, hostile environment, are you out there? And Lou is out, out there. Um, Manny Ginobili, he's out there. 
And you need it. You need to have every team, even the, as good as the Warriors have been, why were they successful all these years? Not only was the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, yeah, they brought a guy off the bench and Andre Iguodala. Yeah. And you need to have the sixth man is no longer a bum position. It is important for your team to be successful. I'm with you on Lou Will. Yeah. Has definitely embraced the role, even going back to, you know, his time in Toronto, uh, his time with, uh, obviously, with the Clippers now. Yeah. He's won multiple six mans of the year. And, yeah, he's become, you know, it's like him and there's another guy who, you know, let's just get to it right now, our six man. I know we're kind of jumping out of the starting five, but only right that we're talking six man. We got to go with Jamal Crawford. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Jamal Crawford, I want to say, Imp, as I pull up his uh, stats and info here, if you have to guess, has he ever been an all-star? No. He has never been an all-star. Three-time sixth man of the year. That's what I'm saying. It's like, would you rather win three yearly awards, right, or be an all-star five times? Like, or, or like, I, I would take the three yearly awards. Yeah, like, would you rather be – so, ooh, th- this is a good one. Would you rather be – would you rather – we haven't had a you, would you rather in a while, Ip. Yo, would you rather be Al Horford or Jamal Crawford? Money aside, because Crawford has – sorry, Horford has gotten bred. Yeah. But uh, five-time All-Star, he fits your he fits your criteria. I'd, try, I'd rather be Jamal Crawford. You probably have a longer shelf life. You're probably playing longer if you're a six-man. Probably not playing as many minutes. Granted, you're finishing games, but you're not starting them. Um, you know, you're you know you're, you're gonna miss out on some of the traditional accolades. But like I said, if you're picking up six man of the year awards, like that's perfectly fine for me. I would definitely rather be Jamal Crawford for sure. Horford has been in the league. I believe this is his twelfth year. He's thirty two years old. Yo, Jamal Crawford still balling. Balling. Thirty eight. Watch holding these guys, holding these young boys down in Phoenix. Hell yeah, hell yeah, without a doubt. All right. Um, let me give you a let me give you a a big man, a little bit of a big man. Um, Tobias Harris, the snub this year, snub this year, uh, was solid even when he was going back to his time with the Pistons and where I think with the Pistons he became more of a household name unless you were like a super big NBA fan and you watched him on the Magic. Like he stood out on the Magic. He was a guy yeah. who Orlando just Orlando has one of the one of the worst organizations i think in pro sports they don't get the criticism that they should um you know just questionable decisions when everyone was going guard heavy they went power forward heavy and just a lot of questionable decisions from top to bottom and you know tobias harris you know they got rid of him he was on a favorable contract he's still on a favorable contract going into his free agency summer this year and definitely was an all-star snub this year and he's never been an all-star also so definitely tobias harris rounding up our our um fourth member of our starting five and imp who's uh who are you throwing in at um at center man look i know he's been injured but rudy gobert should have been an all-star this season he probably should have been an all-star in that last season i don't you know i don't remember the amount of games he missed i know he was hurt but rudy gobert is a stud um he anchors that utah jazz defense he, he anchors that utah jazz team uh they go as he goes and we've no and we've seen how dangerous they can be when they're all healthy and they're all on the floor together and so I'm a big Rudy Gobert fan, um, you know, rim runner, elite rim protector, great rebounder, um, just a huge fan of Rudy Gobert's game and and how and 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 you kind of see the value, you know, when he's not on the floor, on the court in relation to when he is. So, um, 
without a doubt, Rudy Gobert would be my fifth, you know, my fifth player or my second forward or my second big, whatever you want to, you know, however we want to label this. But uh, Rudy Gobert is without a doubt anchoring um, my team. So let's just run off the starting five in the six man because, you know, we threw a six man in before we rounded off our starting five. Our backcourt, we're going three guards. We're going Conley, Drew Holiday, and Lou Williams. And then our front court is Tobias Harris and Rudy Gobert. And our sixth man is Jamal Crawford. Guys, at Veterans Minimum, send us send us what your uh, five would be with a six man. You know, it's maybe we left someone off. And I know someone if someone's gonna send us a fire one. A fire like, one. A fire one. I I've I was trying to think of like who we snubbed out on this. And I, you know, I, you know, I couldn't really think, but I'm sure, like you said, one of the fans are going to hit us up and we're going to be like, duh, face palm, all that. Yeah. So at Veterans Minimum, like we said, uh, hit us over there and tell us what you guys think of the five that we picked and also mm-hmm. who else you would add to the list. All right. Imp. Let's run through the playoff matches. If the playoffs started today, it is Wednesday, right? It's uh, we're in the middle of uh, March. some some good. Uh, yeah, we're in the middle of March. We're in the middle of some NBA going on right now. Ooh, mm-hmm. by the way, folks, you're welcome. NBA League Pass. If you haven't checked it out, it's free until Friday. So if you haven't checked it out, it's an awesome product. I am a big fan of NBA League Pass. I've had it many, many times. Currently have it as well. It's dope. It's dope. It gives you the access to that random Nuggets Blazers game that you won't see on TV, but is a good game to watch. So check yeah. that out. Uh, they're not plugging anything. This is just me being a genuine fan of the product. And there's about 15 to 16 games left in the regular season, give or take. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Imp, I have in front of me the NBA playoff matchups if the playoffs were to start today. Yeah, let's let's, let's go through the Eastern and Western conferences, if you don't mind. All right. So, overall, though, let me just ask you a question. Are you enjoying some of the races coming down the home stretch? Uh. I mean, I'm impressed with, like, what Indiana's been doing and continuing to do, right? Like, that's a team that once El Depot went down, everybody thought would fall off the face of the earth, and that hasn't been the case. Me, me as you, a point to myself, yeah. 100%. And, I, and, and I'm going to talk about the Pacers a little bit, uh, you know, you know, when we dive into kind of the next segment. Um, I'm really happy to see what Houston's been doing. Um, you know, you know, Denver's kind of still hanging around. The Lakers have, you know, they've you know fallen from grace, as some people like to say. Um, so, I mean, I'm interested to see what happens at the bottom of the Western conference for sure. Uh, and I'm interested to see what happens at like the middle top of the Eastern conference. Those are kind of my two, um, you know, my, my, my two points of interest, bottom of the West and kind of, you know, top middle of the East. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's more compelling in the Western conference because as you look at it, the three seed and the, and the nine seed, it's not really separated by much, right? And that was the same thing happened last year. Yeah, that's that's been the well, actually, the eight, the eight and three seed are separated by five games. The nine, you know, the Kings have kind of fallen off ever since Marvin Bagley got hurt. But for the most part, it is compelling because you know one rough week, as you've seen with the Thunder, it seems yep. like uh, Russell Westbrook listened to the show when I said that Paul George is going to win MVP if Russ don't shoot as much. So maybe Russ was trying to prove me wrong. Because Westbrook has been shooting a lot more, 24.6 shots per game since the All-Star break. And, you know, he's kind of played Paul George out of the MVP discussion. But with that being said, Imp, start off with the, we'll start off with the West at the yeah. moment. One versus eight is Golden State versus Utah. The 4-5 matchup is Oklahoma City-Portland. 
Houston, San Antonio is a 3-6, and the 2-7 would be the Nuggets and the Clippers. Which one would you want to see as presently presented? Which one would you want to see? Uh, call me crazy, but I really like Utah Golden State. Okay. Call me crazy. All right. And and and, and I'm just uh you know, it's purely off of like a uh, an offense against defense situation here cuz Golden State's, you know, has hasn't played that well on defense um this season. I think they're probably in the middle half of the pack uh, when it comes to defensive efficiency. Um, but talk about probably the best offense in the league going up against probably the best defense in the league. Um, what is it? And what, what's the saying? Uh, a movable object versus, I don't, I don't know the term. An unstoppable force against an immovable Un- object. That's what you'd have in a 1-8 series. And I think that Utah would definitely be able to sneak one or two games away for sure. Um, I definitely think they'd steal one in Utah. Uh, and then maybe they can snag one uh, on the uh, you know out there in the bay. But um, you know, for for a matchup that I'd like to see that's currently going on, I'd like to see that one through one versus eight because that wouldn't be your traditional one eight one eight. All right, that's fair. Uh, that's not the one I would pick, but I definitely I definitely like that. I'm with you. I think Utah is a it's a tough place to play in, man. Especially where you know defensively. They really yeah. get the crowd behind them there too. But yo, by the way, isn't it kind of crazy that Golden State don't have like fifty five wins at this point? I mean, they're they're coasting. They know what they're doing. They've been here before. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I just like they haven't really played well. You know, they could... you know what it is. It's hard to cut you off, but they knew. You know, Houston didn't start hot, right? So mm. last year, Houston finished with the best record in the league. Um, and you know, this season it was, you know, quite the opposite. Houston was pretty terrible early on. So they probably didn't have to put their foot on the gas. You know, they didn't have this tremendous team, you know, on their heels or in the rearview mirror. So I think that has something to do with it. You know, they're, they're probably going to, you know, have home court advantage throughout the entire playoffs, um, rather comfortably because of Houston starting slow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they're only three games back and I believe they have the tiebreaker over them. So it's going to be interesting to see how these last two, three weeks uh, come down to a close. I'm going to pick, though, I'm going to pick the Rockets and the Spurs only because you have that factor of the coaches. D'Antoni has never beaten Greg Popovich Ooh. in the playoffs, right? Remember a couple of years ago is, what was it, game six or game seven in Houston? And, you know, like James Harden had one of the worst, worst performances ever. Uh, yeah. Kawhi Leonard didn't even play and they beat them by like 40. It's like, yo, for some reason, despite what the personnel is, the Spurs just have the Rockets number. And yeah, I, if I had to guess, it's, you know, Pop is, is your gritty, you know, hard-nosed, you know, smart defensive, you know, defensive-minded team, doesn't make mistakes. And Houston's kind of a wheeling and dealing free, you know, free, you know, uh, you know spread, the, spread the court, shoot as many threes as you possibly can. So they're kind of, in my opinion, they're, their you know their mentalities and 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 the way they're they operate and the way their teams are formed are just so very different they contrast each other you know very well um so you know maybe that's one of the reasons why i think it's a psychological issue going back to the time with phoenix right those series that they would play the spurs and it was like yo imagine how public perception would have been of mike d'antoni and even steve nash and amari stoudemire had stoudemire not gotten hurt that one series and had he not gotten ejected that other series yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's, it. I just feel like you would hold Mike D'Antoni to. He's one of those guys like 
Ooh, I got a comparison. Fresh off our NFL NBA crossover. Mike D'Antoni, Andy Reid. Wow. Offensive, wow. Offensive geniuses. Uh, they get quarterbacks and guards to play at a level that they weren't playing prior to them. No they've rings. never won. They've been coaches of the year. They they make deep playoff runs, but they've never gotten to – well, not fair to Andy Reid. He's been to a Super Bowl, but he's never won a championship to be acknowledged by his peers, to yeah. be in the conversations as one of the greatest coaches of all time. That's sensational. That's a really good one. If only we could go back in time and drop that at the end. Damn, that would have been fire. New episode? Nah, we'll yeah. save that for future down the road. All right, so let's stay with the Western Conference. Give me a matchup. If you can if you can fast forward to April 10th, 15th, whenever the playoffs start, and you could handpick a matchup you would want to see in the first round. Now, I'm allowing you to even pick teams that are not in the playoffs for this one. Yeah. Clippers, Rockets. Ooh. So the fight. You're the fight bowl. The fight bowl. That's right. Yes. Remember when they had that secret tunnel that goes from one – one area yep. in the arena to the other, but it, it combines the two locker rooms. Yep. So talk about Patrick Beverly, right? Talk about some real goons on the Clipper side. They're a young team uh, playing with house money. Um, and then you have a Houston team that's, you know, start like I said, started off slow, hitting their stride now. Um, but also now the whole Chris Paul, Doc Rivers um, kind of, you know, backstory as well is really interesting. Some of those guys got traded. Um, so – I don't know. I, I, I just think that would be a very, very fun series to watch. Uh, probably a lot of, you know, a lot of chit chat, a, a lot of, a, a lot of, you know, bad mouthing, all in good fun. But uh, I would definitely be interested in seeing uh, a Clippers, a Rocket series as well. Damn, that's a good one because you also have a lot of guys that played on the other teams. Yes. Right. You got Pat Beverly, Montrez Harrell. Yep. Um, Montrezl Harrell is playing sensational this season. Oh yeah, dude. He's shit. He's not gonna win it, but most improved. He. He should be in the starting five, that's for sure, yep. right? You got Chris Paul that came on over. You have a lot. You have a lot, like you said, man. And uh, I like that the the fight bowl when you had those two teams go at it. Was it yeah. earlier this year or earlier last year? I think it was last year. I think I think you're right. It was last year, but yeah, that's a good one. So I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I want to put the Kings in. That's fine. They're a fun team to watch. They Bagley got hurt about like a week and a half ago. And they haven't been the same since. Um, he was a guy who was really starting to find his groove, man. Him yeah. and Fox were becoming like, yo, I was ready to come on the show and be like, yo, can you think of a better duo under like 23 years old that you'd want to build your team around? And then he yeah. got hurt. Uh, luckily, it's not anything torn to the point where it's like a career, not, yeah. not career altering. Yeah, career altering or like might slow him down. It's something that will probably be shut down for the rest of the year for precaution. And that's fine because they showed flashes already, and that's all you really hope for at this point, right? Exactly, exactly. And it's very important to note that it seems like that magic number is 45-50. You look at guys like Trey Young, too, where they hit that in their rookie season, and it's like, oh, shit, this is what the NBA is like, right? We talked about the traveling. We talked about the fact that these guys are now millionaires and they're superstars. You become a bigger name when you're in the league, and that's when they start to figure it out. They've seen some teams twice, three times. They become more accustomed with the lifestyle in the NBA. Yeah, you were starting to see, like you said, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, shit, if you do a redraft, you probably Tatum and then him. Yep. Right? Or just off the top. You know, I don't have the draft in front of me, but I think that a lot of people would agree with that. And then Bagley, too. Bagley is 
kind of the forgotten player in this draft class. Yep. It's like people will forget that it was Aiton, Bagley, Luca. Yeah, because Bagley is your, you know, your your he he came out as like your traditional back to the basket kind of a big man. And granted he could do a bunch of other things, but he was your polished kind of offensive scorer. You know, in relation to DeAndre and a physical specimen that could board, uh, block some shots, catch alleys, you know, put it on the floor as well. Luka Doncic is international sensation. Um, so Bagley was kind of – and Trey Young kind of hitting threes from the from the logo. So Bagley was kind of your – you know, he wasn't the sexy guy, mm. right? But he was like the – he's the guy that you would come in and you know for a fact he'd get the job done. So, um, you, know, you know, like I said before, they've shown flashes together. So that's all you want. Rest up. And they you know, hit the off season. They got some money to spend. Um, you know, they trade for Harrison Barnes. So you know, interesting to see what the what the what the Kings do moving forward. But I agree. I would love to see them in the playoffs. Yo, fam, about to throw a curveball at you. Breaking news <laughs> from at Scoop B Brandon Robinson, a blue check on Twitter. Kevin Durant had a secret meeting with members of the Knicks brass when New York took on the Warriors in January. A league source told me this afternoon. What? So, tampering? What? Huh? Huh? What? Huh? Yo, anyway, yeah. we might lose our uh, our draft pick because of this? No, we wouldn't lose our draft pick. We'd probably just get fined. Like, I remember when Magic Johnson was fined for tampering... The whole poor George, Paul George situation. Remember, he winked on national TV to Jimmy Kimmel, something mm. like that. He got fined a decent amount of money, so we'll be fine. Uh, we won't lose any draft picks. Although, if KD and Kyrie come, we're trading that draft pick for Anthony Davis. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, don't worry about that. But that's insane, man. I'm so hyped. Interesting. All right, so let's go back to this. Right, the team that I'm putting in are the Sacramento Kings, and I would like to see them. This might be a take. I would love to see them against the Warriors. Yes, like a 1-8. A 1-8, and here's why. They got nothing to lose. They'd be hyped to get swept because they make the playoffs after a decade. The dynamic of Bagley-Fox, shit. I don't know if you've been watching the Warriors, folks, but Draymond Green is a borderline shot fighter, and when you run high pick and rolls on Boogie, that is the way to attack the Warriors. That's what Houston's going to do all playoffs long, I'm telling oh, you right yeah, now. Yeah, that Houston take um, is becoming stronger and stronger. So I would like to see that. And also, down 2-0, going back to Sacramento, that place going to be rocking. And we're yeah. going to bet that first half money line imp. Yeah, and we're going to make some but, money. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I talk about an exciting team, a young team that's never been – that hasn't been in the playoffs since, what, the Bibby days, the Wibber days? I don't know if that's for certain, but – I, you know, I'll probably do a, a, a fact check afterwards. But talk about a team that hasn't been in the playoffs forever. Talk about a team that has been horribly run for a really long time. They're finally kind of, you know, putting the pieces together and finally hitting on some of their draft picks. Um, that would be interesting. I, I'd love, I'd love to see the Kings for sure. I believe the Kings um, have the longest playoff drought in the NBA. Uh, their last playoff. Appearance was in 2005-2006, lost 4-2 to the Spurs. I'm almost positive that was Doug Christie, Mike Bibby, Peja Stojakovic, Vladi Divac, Chris Webb. Like that that core. Like I'm that, almost positive. The tail end of that core, kind of, uh, right? I'm almost positive. It was a one-versus-eight seed. Uh, as I pull up the roster in front of me, you're right. You have Mike Bibby, 
You got Meta World Peace. <laughs> what? Uh, Kevin Martin. Brad Miller? Oh. Kevin Martin had the ugliest jump shot in the world. Bonzi Wells, though. Damn, I thought he was in the Blazers at that time. Damn is right. Nah, no Peja here. No, uh, no Vladi, but damn, Mike Bibby. Holy shit. Mike Bibby's brolic now, by the way. If you Hell have yeah. That's a great <laughs> photo. All right, let's move on over to the Eastern Conference. At the time of recording, we have our one versus eight, the Milwaukee Bucks against the Miami Heat. Pacers, Celtics in the 4-5. Sixers, Nets in the 3-6. Raptors, Pistons in the 2-7. And important to note, the reason why I'm not going, well, this is the one, this is the two, this is the three, is because this is how the seeding would be, right? These seedings are preset. So the one versus two can only play each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's important to note that the 1-8 plays the 4-5. The 3-6 yeah. plays the 2-7. So, Imp, of the series over here, as presented right now at the mm -hmm. moment, which one would you want to see? So we haven't touched base on this one. So I'd like to see the Raptors take on the Pistons in Dwayne Casey Revenge. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. So for those of you who don't know, Dwayne Casey was the NBA Coach of the Year last season with the Toronto Raptors, got swept by the Cavaliers, LeBron James, and was fired. Uh, I think he's the second person in NBA history or ha second coach in NBA history to get fired after winning coach of the year the season before. Um, you know, I thought the Pistons would be a little bit better this season, but nonetheless, they are in, in the playoff hunt. They are technically the seventh seed right now. Blake Griffin is playing at an all NBA level. Uh, Andre Drummond's still going to get you 15 and 15. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm really interested in, 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 for the simple fact that it's, it's, it's Dwayne Casey revenge. Um, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised if they steal a couple games, uh, against the Raptors because, you know, it's, it's win one for the Gipper, uh, kind of a situation win one for the, for, you know, for the coach. Wow. I didn't even think about that. And you know, if there's no one that's a bigger sucker for revenge games, any revenge narrative than I am, you are big revenge guy, big DFS revenge guy. <laughs> All right, for me. So at the moment, man, there's no there's no series that would wow me. Um, you know, if Oladipo was healthy, yeah, Pacers, Celtics, sign me up. I would want to see Milwaukee in the Heat, and here's why: Milwaukee, you're on pace to get 56 wins. Um, you fit the criteria of winning an NBA championship, right? You want to hit that. I believe there's never been an NBA champion imp that has won a title and has not won more than 53 games. So 53 is the magic number for your team. Um, if you're going to be the one seed, I need you to go out. At worst, at worst, Miami wins one game. Because, you know, you'll be in Miami for a couple nights. Dwayne and, Wade's last hurrah. Yeah, Dwayne Wade might pull a rabbit out of his hat. Uh, 11 is popping. They might get caught up there one night. I go to Patio. You need to... You need to either sweep or you need to win in five, and it needs to be dominant for me to take you serious. Because, yo, let's not forget, everyone's pretty bullish on the Bucks, But, yo, dog, you haven't won a playoff series with Giannis. Yeah, no, that's fair. So this is still a pretty inexperienced team together. You do have some pieces that have been there, done that, but like they haven't really done anything. This is a, this is a show-me series for you. This would be a – yeah. Sweep or win in five – I'll cut you some slack on one game. You, you drop a game on the road to the in the three hundred five. We we've said why you might do that. 
you know? So, yeah. I, this would be a prove-it series. So, of all the series in the Eastern Conference, that would be the one that I would pick to keep an eye on. I think it's also compelling from that aspect. All right. Let me give you my matchup that I want to see that we're not looking at right now. All right. I'm calling it the house money bowl because at this point, both teams are playing with house money. That's the Brooklyn Nets and the Indiana Pacers. So correct me if I'm wrong. The Nets are a really fun team to watch. D'Angelo Russell, um, your boy, uh, Joe Harris, uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, who is is probably one of the better young big men in the league, without a doubt. He's blocking everybody. And look, if Spencer Dinwiddie didn't get hurt, he'd mm. definitely be in the six man of the year conversation. Um, and, and so he'd be, you know, and I'm on the record saying Lou Williams is going to win it this year. He won it last year. He will win it again. But he would have give he would have you know he'd give Lou Williams run for his money. But um, I don't think anybody had the Nets projected to win the amount of games that they've won this year. Um, and they literally just beat the dog shit out of Detroit the other night. Um, and I've been really impressed with Kenny Atkinson and those guys, uh, uh, Sean Marks in the front office. Uh, and then on the other side with the Oladipo injury for Indiana, the pressure is definitely off them as well. Um, they've been playing really great. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing rumblings that people are comparing the Pacers this year to the Celtics of last season where you lose you know, Kyrie and Hayward. Uh, they're playing together. Um, they're playing hard, and they play really tough defense. So I like to kind of compare the Pacers of this season to the Celtics of last season. Um, and it's the house money. It's the house money bowl. You know, both teams are kind of playing with, with, with house money, and, and and that would be a really fun series to watch. I want to push back a little bit on the Nets, in uh, you know, kind of putting myself over. I was a little higher on the Nets to make the playoffs. I remember when we did degeneration bets, we had Marco and Danny on, and you know, we always do a pretty fun uh, double episode where we kind of talk about every team. And uh, give them a big spotlight. And one of the things with the Nets, I believe they were like plus 275 to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And my reasoning for that imp was this is one of the few years in recent memory where they actually have a first round pick. So there's no incentive for them to tank. Sorry, they they don't. Wait. You said that they did, they did have a first round pick. Yeah. So b- there's no incentive for them to tank is what I wanted to say. Yeah, so yeah. there was Boston has this pick. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. Sorry, I got confused there. So Boston has the pick. The Nets needed to have this season go well because there was no incentive for them to tank. There was no reason for them to go out there and shit the bed because they they don't have their pick this year. So with that being said, I was a little higher on the Nets. I believe they have surpassed their win total. For me, though. I would love to see the Hawks in the playoffs. Just to watch Trey Young light light it up. Trey Young and Collins. Um, so good. Trey Young would have he would shoot lights out in one game. Also, this dude Herder. Hooter? Yeah, Kevin Herder from Maryland. He's balling, bro. The the the, the Red Rocket, the Redhead. Yeah, he's been playing well. So I, I ju- just from the simple fact that Trey Young would, would go nut one game. Him yeah. and Collins, that the that young one two punch. That's another you know, that's a nice discussion to have one day. Uh, uh Collins really, and Young. Really quickly, uh shout out to Lloyd Pierce. Uh, you know, he is the uh he was one of the assistants on the uh Philadelphia seventy sixers last season and they bring him over um from you know, they bring him bring him over from Philadelphia. Uh he was he kind of ran their defense um in, in Philadelphia and and now they bring him over um, to head coach the Hawks this year, and look, although they haven't been that impressive, 
you know, what's kind of the theme showing flashes. Um, they're kind of on the right path without a doubt. Um, and so shots to Lloyd Pierce because um, big player development guy, a uh, big defensive guy and kind of an under the radar, a head coach signing, um, but uh, definitely paying dividends. The team is definitely developing and that's what you want. That's what you want in a young team. You want to just see development and progress. Um, and so he's definitely doing a good job on that front. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. But with Trey Young, I just feel like there'd be one game where he'd drop like forty-seven, and just like steal a game, just be fun, and just see if this team would, you know, th- that's where you want your guys to show up. So, I'll pick the Hawks in there, and I, I don't know who I would pin them against, but I just think as a team that's not going to make the playoffs, and I would like to see in the playoffs, I think I would go with them. Yeah. All right, Imp. Anything else as we uh, sign off here that you want to maybe throw out? Nah, man, I'm pumped for I'm pumped for the NFL episode tomorrow that we're gonna record. I'm hot. I'm hyped for the home stretch of the NBA season right now. Um, you know, I, as as the seeds kind of get you know cemented and then are more ironed out, we can kind of dive into those a bit more. But as of now, there's there's a lot of kind of there's some ground to be made up for some of these teams in the Western Conference and 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 you know you know kind of just touching on the Pacers again. Like we don't really know where they're gonna finish, but they haven't really slowed down. So I'm I'm interested to see you know I'm interested I'm I, I the NBA has my interest it's always had my interest but a little bit more uh, heading in you know heading down to the home stretch you know just real quick it seems like seems like we have an idea of what the playoff teams are going to be it's just seeding that's up for grabs you know eight and nine between Utah and the Kings are separated by four games don't see Sacramento catching them especially with Bagley not coming back and then. You know, in the East, you got Miami, Orlando, Charlotte, and Washington, the 8 through 11, all separated by four and a half games. So maybe that could be something. But for the most part, kind of have seeding locked in. Got it. So, all right. As far as I go, you can find me at The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. Give a follow to at Veterans Minimum, Twitter, Instagram as well. And where can they find you? IMPY718. You already know Twitter and Instagram. DMs are open. Hit us up and we will try to get your question on VM shoot around or, or wrapping up the show or beforehand, whatever the case is. DMs are open. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.